Good morning! It's Wednesday, November 16th, National Button Day! And I was like, hey, I know I'm a regular buttonhead, I am always talking about buttons, but this sounded familiar. Uh, and it is, because friends, while I have not always been regular about putting out these episodes, I've been doing them for over a year this month. And I talked about Button Day last year, too. Good thing it's also Clarinet Day, because I'd hate to have hit the wrong note by talking about the same holiday two years in a row. And now, the news. Hey, actually, before the news, just a quick note. I know that yesterday's episode and today's episode might sound a little hollow, a little echoey. Um, I'm working on it. It's a whole thing. I don't want to get into it, but I'm hoping that tomorrow it will not sound like this. Thanks for bearing with me. Uh, let's start with midterm madness, just clocking that we still don't know who will officially take control of the House. Although, with Republicans picking up a few seats today, as of this recording, they have 217 seats. With 435 members, 218 is that magic number to hit for majority. And expect that 218 to come through today if it hasn't already by the time this recording is done. Next, the House needed to decide who will be the new speaker. It has been Nancy Pelosi because Democrats have had control of the House. Kevin McCarthy, who has been the House Minority Leader, was quick to jump to say that he'd run. Actually, what he said was, yeah, no, I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be the speaker. And he was right. Despite a challenge from Arizona House Rep Andy Biggs, a far-right GOP denier who the Stop the Steal organizer said was one of the people who schemed up the Capitol insurrection, McCarthy won 188 to 31, which is perhaps, or hopefully at least, another sign that, um, hey, you shouldn't deny an election and then be like, yeah, no, but I'm still like interested in people voting for me. You know, you gotta pick one, right? Pick a lane. But even though the 2022 midterms aren't even done yet, the big news, of course, is that twice impeached, twice a popular vote loser, once an electoral college loser, and always an insurrectionist at heart, Donald Trump announced tonight that he will once again be running for president in 2024. So I started the show post the 2020 election. Post, post. I started it last year. I haven't really decided how to cover presidential elections, and I kind of thought I'd have a minute to figure it out. But no, of course not. We knew that I wouldn't have that minute, because it's already time to talk about 2024. And obviously, as everyone's been saying, we know on the Republican side it's going to be a bunch of people, including probably Ted Cruz, because he factually cannot help himself. It's a concern at this point. I mean, I'm not concerned, but like someone... Should be, I guess. Eh, I don't really care that much. Anyway, uh, it's going to be a bunch of people, but Trump and Ron DeSantis will be the main competition for the Republicans, to which I say, again, no real winners there. So on the one hand, good. Who cares? Let them fight. But on the other hand, no one wins with these two nominees. This is not going to be good for the country. So at here's what's happening. I'll just mostly play it by ear, I guess. But the point is, Trump is officially running for president. Now, the timing here is interesting, as he is coming off of a big midterm loss where so many of his hand-picked and highly supported candidates lost. New York Times reporter Lisa Lerner 
actually said that so many governors at a meeting of the Republicans Governors Association were so uninterested in his run that many weren't even going to watch the event tonight. Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham even said that he did not want Trump to run this early. As expected, the announcement happened at Mar-a-Lago, which guarantees that the first big payments of the 2024 campaign have put money into his own pockets. In case you were like, hey, is this a grift? Yeah, it's a grift. His speech was full of lies, talking about how great he handled the pandemic and the economy and blah, blah, blah. Listen, I'm not going to repeat anything that he says that's a lie. I'm not going to repeat anything a candidate says that's a lie. Um, but that's great for me in this moment, because if passed this prologue, it means I'll be dedicating very little of this show to the things that he actually says. The point of all of this is that, as expected, he's running for president again. The big question, though, is how will this affect... Trump crime update time. You hear that sting? You like that? That was Dana's idea. Great job, Dana. Now, we don't yet know how this will affect Trump crime update time because this is unprecedented. And as the prophet Lin-Manuel Miranda promised us, every American experiment sets a precedent. So whatever happens this time around, I guess, is um, what we'll continue to do next time we have a criminal grifter running for president. So hopefully... We won't need to think about it, and yet, unfortunately, someone should take notes. Now, if this were a normal person running for president, no, obviously running for president is not a Harry Potter cloak of invisibility. Otherwise, anyone could run for president just to get away from their crimes, including me. My crime? Being too adorable. However, this does mean that historically stoic and cautious A.G. Merrick Garland will probably be more cautious, weighing whether or not announcing any charges that he has will affect the politics. To which James Comey popped right up and said, eh, nah, I wouldn't concern myself with such details. This does mean, though, that his legal bills are singing track five. You're on your own, kid. The RNC did pay Trump's legal bills while he was president, but they will not cover the bills of a candidate. And speaking of um, crimes that he has done, former Trump Organization executive Alan Weisselberg took the stand on Tuesday as a reminder the Trump Organization is in trouble for the, hey, did you do money crimes? Charges of criminal fraud and tax evasion. He pled guilty on the money crimes charge and on Tuesday talked a lot about the bonuses he received at the job, a focus of the case because they were tax-free and, according to Allen, based on decisions made by Eric Trump. And that's enough talking about the Trump family for me for this episode. Honestly, it's actually more than I wanted to do, but um, I'm done now. On early Wednesday morning, Poland time, a Russian-made missile fell in the eastern part of the country, killing two. President Biden, who is in Indonesia for another summit, convened an emergency meeting of the Group of Seven and NATO leaders. He said it was unlikely that the missile was fired from Russia, but pledged support for Poland's investigation. It is not yet known whether he meant that the missile wasn't fired by Russia at all. It hit about 15 miles from Ukraine. This is all pretty new and still being investigated. As always, when we know more, we'll know more. Not much of an update on the University of Idaho murder of four students who were all friends and killed in a house near the campus over the weekend. All we currently know is that police believe a knife or some other blade was used in the killings. The murder weapon, as well as a suspect, have yet to be found. Moscow, Idaho, where the murders took place, had not recorded a murder in seven years. Classes resumed on Tuesday, 
But many students left early for Thanksgiving break. Here's hoping for a quick break in the case. And that's it. That's the news. You know who I'm proud of? Clarinets. Could I pick their sound out of a lineup? No, probably not. But still, they got a whole day dedicated to them, so I guess they're doing something right. Also, anyone who got their Taylor Swift pre-sale tickets, I obviously was never even going to try, but so many people want tickets to the show that the pre-sale alone crashed the site. And you can be a Taylor Swift fan or not. That is news. Uh, so if you got tickets, congratulations. If you got tickets and then immediately sold them on StubHub for $10,000 per ticket, you bummed out a lot of people. And I hope all of that money is spent on new tires because once a week, you go out to your car and you find a flat tire and you're fine, you're safe, and you're not late for anything that actually matters, but it is super annoying. And Karma is a consistently flat tire that costs all the money you made. But more than that, more than clarinets, which I'm just gonna call skinny saxophones, I'm proud of you.